let me introduce myself first. I got my bachelor's degree from the University of Maryland and my master's degree from Boston University in Germany. Both universities had contracts with the U.S. Army. The Army restricted admission to the overseas programs to U.S. soldiers and their dependents. Germans were admitted only if they worked for the Army. You can hear from my accent that I'm German. However, I had nothing to do with the U.S. Army. On a Saturday evening, I heard an American member of our bowling club talk about a University of Maryland in Heidelberg, Germany. I lived with my wife Christine, a teacher close by. So I immediately addressed my American friend Jerry and he gave me the location of the main office. I always refused to study at German universities full time. At this moment of my life, age 22, I had left the German army and got married to Christine. I had tentatively enrolled in a math and physics class at the University of Heidelberg and received A's. However, I was not pleased at all. I went up to the math professor and told him. I understood only about 30% of what you said and you gave me an A for it. He actually looked surprised and said, 30%? That's a lot. The lectures were extremely difficult. In a beginner's class in mechanics, the text was a graduate American book. No student was prepared for it. The agenda was take away all of their self-confidence and they will eat out of your hand. Weed them out. We got, we got too many students. Everything is free, so we have tons of idiots here who should not be here. However, the gods themselves were actually not really godlike. I remember the math class. The professor was writing an extensive proof on the board. Then I noticed something and I tell, told myself, he just made a mistake. He will be stuck in five minutes. So Professor Almighty continues his proof and writes and writes and writes until stuck. He starts stretching his head, fidgets around for an extended period of time, looks back through the proof and does not find the place where he made the mistake. I let him sweat some more and am actually sadistically happy. Then I raise my hand and point him to the place where he made the mistake. Very dangerous behavior for a student. A student should actually not place himself above a drum professor. I did not care. I had enough of these idiots. From the above you might have gotten the idea that I was a math and science freak. Actually, quite the opposite is true. Both made me sick. Now you will probably be very confused and ask me. If that is the case, 
How could you voluntarily deal with these subjects? My answer is, if I have to take a medicine which will make me sick, I will take it if it helps. I needed these subjects for something else. I took them, so to speak, off-label, for a purpose that they were not devised for. My podcasts have the goal to present to you some of my off-label math or problem-solving. Let us therefore go back to my problem. I wanted to study at the University of Maryland, but actually could not become uh, could not because its overseas program programs were restricted for people who worked for U.S. Army, which I did not. I told you that my friend Jerry had given me the location of the main office in Heidelberg on a Saturday evening. On a Monday morning, I was there with an American math book in my hand which I was just reading and actually somewhat enjoying. I was directed to a Dr. O'Connor, the math coordinator, who became highly interested after I talked to her a little. She called a high-level administrator a Dr. Braster and recommended to him that I enroll in their sequence of calculus class. Braster said, You do not have the approval yet. You have to fill in the paperwork with the 7th U.S. Army, who will send your application to the American Embassy in Bonn. From there, it will go to the German federal government. They will send it to your state government, who will issue a paper, which, which you will have to present to the Education Service Officer of the 7th U.S. Army, who will then give you the final approval or not. This is a lengthy process. Until then, you can attend classes. You do not need to pay for them now. You have to pay if you are admitted. I know a somewhat disgusting definition of patience. Patience is to feed a cow a lump of sugar and then lick her behind until it tastes sweet. I had no intention of doing this. I needed the sweet behind output only, a document from the local state government. The input would not have worked anyway. How could I get this document? Now there is another story. My wife and my wife Christine and I used to hike a lot. Once we had hiked through the fields of a neighboring town and greeted a farmer on a tractor. We got into a very interesting lengthy conversation. The man's name was Gerhard Weiser. Later I found out that he actually was the Secretary of Agriculture of this state. Well, I'll ask him whether he can get me a paper which will say that Mr. Gerhard Kreuz can study at the University of Maryland in Heidelberg. He could do that. The only problem was that it looked different from the official one. 
However, it was from the same government agency, only a different office. This was connection number one, which I was using. Connection number two was a Jen Luz working at Patton Barracks in Heidelberg. Him I knew from the American Rod and Gun Club, where I practiced with my 38 Special Smith & Wesson Snubnoser Revolver. Jen Luz was the entry person for my document. He looked at it and asked, New procedure? I said, yes. This was really true. It was mine, the Kreuz procedure. Next step. He needed to call the education service officer. Jen said, he's Jewish. Sometimes they do not like Germans. In comes connection number three. I hand Jen Luce a letter of recommendation from Anna Freud, daughter of Sigmund Freud, and I add, she's Jewish too and seems to like me. That was it I was in. Now, there were quite a few years between my studies at the University of Heidelberg and this event with Jen Luce and the ESO. You will understand, perhaps, why I did not continue with the Germans. Some of my American friends did not. But everything is free there. Here you have to pay a shitload of tuition, especially you, because the army does not support you. They had no clue. In 1945, the year I was born, World War II was over. The western part of Germany was occupied by American, English and French troops. The east by the Soviets. The Cold War was in the making. Former allies who had fought against Hitler from the west and the east were now preparing to fight against each other. They had to stabilize their parts of Germany. Both could not afford to really go after all the Nazis. The Western Nazis became part of a so-called democracy. The Eastern Nazis became communists. The Nazis in the West had to con keep control indirectly. The Eastern Nazis did not need to hide the suppression. Theirs, wa theirs was now the Stalin way. How did the Nazis in the West control younger generations like mine? To make sure that only slaves got out of their educational apparatus. This was done legally. The law of the time was clear. Any examination authority is right as long as it says so. No legal rights for students when they were wronged academically. I tell you, that was not for me. When I was freshly married, another problem came up. Christine was making money. I did not want to get supported by her in order to be able to tolerate the abuse at German universities full time and get a degree there. No, sir. I had been in officer's training in the German army, but broken it off and been accepted as a conscientious objector. By doing that, I had lost all the transition money for my service. 
I did not want a job and get exposed to a similar treatment as at the university. I was liked in general by other Germans. The problem was only that I did not really like them. There was no hatred on my part. It was more like disgust and contempt. So what should I do? How could I make money? It came to me. You do not like the math that is taught at German high school. A lot of students don't, don't and get bad grades. So, now to my father-in-law. My father-in-law had turned painter after he had retired as a sales agent and was buying frames at the local factory. The son of the owner had a problem. He had to do his comprehensive examination at the end of high school. His grade in mathematics was an F, the worst in the scale A, B, C, D, E, F. My father-in-law recommended me. The son passed the written and oral examination with an A plus and received an overall C in mathematics. And I had received my ideal job, teaching students mathematics and, uh, mathematics and getting paid handsomely for it. I made more money than Christine because the German tax office assumed that I only gave a few hours like most, they never went after me. Christine and I used half of our money for traveling. As soon as she had holidays, we packed our VW and traveled abroad. We were liked everywhere. We were, were once even invited by Serbian former partisans who had initially entered in a spitting orgy when they saw our VW with a German license plate. The guys were dressed in their old uniforms forms for some celebration. I had prepared for, for occasions like this. These. I had previously bought one of their hats with a red star. Did we all get drunk after they saw me with it? So this is uh, end of episode one.